0: Welcome everyone to a brand new episode of Ian Hates Music. My name is Ian, that's Jackson, but we have so much stuff to get to, we gotta start right now. So guess what? Here's news. News time, news time, news time. Jackson, guess what? Chicken butt. It's also time for news. Oh, shit. All right, cool. Yeah. I mean, I guess that's why I said news time multiple times. I don't know. Maybe.
1: Maybe. just It's, it's a thing you do.
0: So you want to start out with a catfight?
1: Uh, I think that's actually the best way to start off this show, if you really want to know my opinion.
0: It normally is, and normally I don't.
1: Well, let's fucking do it, man. Anyways, <laughs> I'd like to go against what you
0: like. That is true. That's why this show works. <laughs> <laughs> As I'm sure people have noticed in the last, what, couple weeks maybe?
1: Yeah, like two or three weeks.
0: And I think... Just every time news came out, it was out of the cycle of news that we were covering for the show. So this is really the first time that we're bringing it up. But apparently, Chad from Nickelback, and I can't believe I even know what his fucking <laughs> name is. But Chad from Nickelback, I guess what the kids are calling, he threw some shade at Corey Taylor. Ooh. Yeah, pretty good, right?
1: I like, I like that. I like your word choice there. Okay. <laughs> You're developing. <laughs>
0: That sounded very weird. I don't know why.
1: <laughs> it sounded weird. Oh, my gosh.
0: So I guess now I did not watch the interview. I read it. And I guess. Yeah, same. Yeah. Chad was like sitting there drinking a beer. Maybe it was his first beer. Maybe it was his 15th. <sighs> I have no idea. I just know it's definitely being made known that he was drinking whatever that means. Yeah. So in this interview, he went off on Corey Taylor. And not only did he go off on Corey Taylor in Stone Sour, but he also went off on him for his days in Slipknot. Yep. Not really the smartest thing to do.
1: Uh, hell no. Not when you're Nickelback and you're going up against Slipknot.
0: But I guess, and you know, I know we have a show where we talk about album reviews and new albums coming out. Apparently Nickelback either had an album coming out or has an album coming out. Do you know which one it is?
1: They had. Okay. Unfortunately, I know. yes (laughs) Yes. <laughs> it's, it was feed the machine and by the way off, i know this is gonna sound awful but i actually listened to it oh. i didn't care enough to even bring it up on the show or anything or with you but i was like oh fuck you know the living meme sensation did something Let you know let me let me check it out and it was fucking it, it was nickelback so that i just wanted to get that out of the way real quick so now you can continue
0: but what does that mean in jackson terms
1: oh it's dude just it's so bad okay
0: i'm just checking because yeah. If I was listening to something and I said, oh, it's 21 Pilots, you'd be oh, like, oh, that's amazing. Go. You know, but just checking. You had to go there. I, I did. I did you have to go there. You. But now, here's my question to you since obviously I did not listen to the album. Was it heavier than Suicide Silence?
1: <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah, for sure. <laughs> silence. That, none of that bullshit. Yeah, do that but...
0: whole silence part again. <laughs> <laughs>
1: What was that one thing that you hated where it kept repeating it?
0: Oh, was it conformity? conformity
1: is the secret. Yes, that one. <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> Literally, that I had scrubbed my memory of that.
1: <laughs> oh, that's a good thing. Cr- dude, like, once we're done with this conversation, too, of Nickelback, we're going to get this shit out of our heads, too. It's fucking.
0: They're they're just a living meme. No, it's very true. But yeah, in this interview or whatever this was, I guess maybe he wanted more attention for Nickelback. It's a shame they actually have a lot of attention. So Mm -hmm. he really didn't have to do this. But apparently he does not like Corey Taylor because I guess Corey Taylor has said things about Nickelback in the past. Now, that's not really saying a lot because many, many, many people have said disparaging things about Nickelback in the past. So I wonder why he thinks he should take shots at Taylor.
1: Yeah, and I mean, I, I again, I, I like you said, I hate that I know his name, but Chad <laughs> is a person that people just don't like. And it's not even really the members of the band that people don't like. They just don't like the name Nickelback, and they don't like Mr. Chad. You know what I mean? So like, he already has a bad image, so that's enough publicity. He's an internet joke. That's publicity. Now he's talking shit about Corey Taylor and his band, so that's more publicity for him. And it's like, you know, like, are you fucking kidding me? Like, what is it that you have to do anything more that's negative to your image? And, like, he, it's like he likes it almost. Like, he's asking for it.
0: Yeah, well, wouldn't you? I mean, look, if you were a millionaire and you could fuck any girl that you wanted, basically, and make <laughs> bad music, why wouldn't you talk shit all the time?
1: <laughs> I have to be in that situation. I don't know. <laughs> So you lied to me? I thought that's why you were on the show. That's, you know what, fuck. I guess my gimmick is up. I, I, that's why I joined the show. I did it to fuck bitches and get money.
0: I am definitely going to isolate that. <laughs> but also, that was a very good segue, because that's one of the things that Chad said about Taylor. He goes, Slipknot is a gimmick. And rock and roll shouldn't be about gimmicks. And obviously, we're paraphrasing here. I'm not going to read every fucking thing that he said. But that was one of the things that he definitely mentioned was that rock should be rock music. You shouldn't have to put on a mask and beat each other up and throw up in the mask and blah, blah, blah. And then he also kind of made a note like, oh, you must be too ugly to be on stage regularly. So that's why you had to put a mask on.
1: That's so ignorant, those comments. That's stupid. I mean... Yeah, okay, I guess you don't need a gimmick to make music, but do you think if Slipknot started not wearing masks from now on that people wouldn't like them anymore? Like, are you serious? Do people think that they don't like their music? They have fucking kick ass music. They don't have bad albums. They, you know, they keep kicking ass. It has nothing to do, you know, like all on their style, you know, like that was just an ignorant thing to say on his part.
0: Yeah, with Slipknot, the thing about them is they were able to pull off. All this crazy music, and I'm, I shouldn't even be talking about them in the past tense. They, I know they're not working on new music now, but when they were and when they perform, they're doing all those complex songs with fucking hot overalls on and these crazy masks where you know they're sweating their balls off.
1: Yeah, they're, they put a lot of fucking work into this, man. That's why there's so many members in this band. They're creating good music, and for fucking Chad from Nickelback to discredit them just because I guess he's not cool with it you know, for his own fucking agenda that he's trying to work on. It's like, that's so shitty.
0: And then that was the other thing is he started making fun of Stone Sour and calling them Nickelback Light.
1: <laughs> like, I, I personally don't really care about Stone Sour that much. I don't think their music is all that great. Never have I listened to Stone Sour and thought like, oh man, this is fucking Nickelback part two or anything like that.
0: I mean, that new track that they put out that we're not playing on the show, That's really not good.
1: Yeah, no, there's no doubt about that. That's,
0: but I used to like Stone Sour in the beginning when they were almost a slipknot light. Yeah, if that makes sense, but then they did start to go into that more mainstream, rockish area. So, good for you know, Chad for having a kind of interesting joke. I mean, that's not bad.
1: Yeah, it's kind of interesting. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I don't agree with it.
0: Yeah, I don't agree with it, but calling a band Nickelback Light. (laughs) And saying that they want to be like Nickelback is funny.
1: I didn't, you know, that day that I read that, it's like, oh man, that, you know, that made me chuckle. That was a good laugh. Yeah. It was fun to look at.
0: And the reason why we're talking about the story today is because Taylor had a response for it. At first, when he was doing an interview and it was brought up, he was like, you know what? I read the comments under his interview and that guy is just not liked and everyone hates him. So I'm not even going to bother but then, when pushed, he started to call him, what, face like a foot guy?
1: Yeah. <laughs> he didn't <laughs> even go by his name anymore. He just says, yeah, I guess when Footface says shit about me, I guess I'll say something. I don't know. <laughs> and he even said like that he was cool with all the members of Nickelback. It's really just Footface.
0: And I did like one line especially that I'll read word for word from Taylor. He goes, this is what I would say. You can run your mouth all you want, all I know is I've been voted sexiest dude in rock wearing a mask. You've been voted ugliest dude in rock twice without one. Stick that up your ass.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Fucking perfect, man.
0: The only thing that I would question Taylor on is how does he know <laughs> that he was voted sexiest dude in rock?
1: Yeah, when I read that line, I was like, where is this headline? Yeah. You know, like, <laughs> I don't remember this competition or whatever the fuck.
0: Because you know, if that was alt-press he wouldn't be in the running.
1: Yeah, for sure.
0: <laughs> you know what? That should be our bit is we should <laughs> list off the names that we know would win in that category. You know what? I actually think I can do it right now.
1: Okay, let's hear it.
0: Brandon Yuri. Yeah. Andy Black.
1: Oh my god, you're kicking ass.
0: <laughs> Machine Gun Kelly.
1: Oh shit.
0: Oh man. Wait, wait,
1: wait. Uh-oh. Oh, Patrick Stump? Ooh, Patrick Stump. maybe Pete Wentz. I don't even know. Why are we talking about this? The yeah, whole, no. Fuck, well, that was weird. Why did I say
2: that?
0: The whole joke of what I was going for was that those are the people they talk about all the time.
1: That was a trap and you. Yeah,
0: me. I did trap you. But by the way, you know what the last one would be, right? Who? Who's that guy that does makeup?
1: Oh, Jeffree Star. There
0: you go. Bam. Top five. <laughs>
1: <laughs> that's a good list. You fucking nailed it.
0: Unfortunately, I know my AP.
1: and Unfo- yeah, unfortunately, that's a skill that you have. Fucking yes, I know. <laughs> naming fa- five fucking whatever you call them. I don't know. Fucking faces. Whatever. Sexiest
0: dudes in rock and roll, baby.
1: Yeah. Oh man. Please, no one isolate that. <laughs> I would say the baby at the end. <laughs> I would
0: say every single one of those words was incorrect too. Sexiest no, you're right. dude, rock and roll. <laughs> <laughs> oh whatever. I think. Look. They're going to go back and forth because who gives a shit. But yeah, I'm not a fan of Stone Sour. You're not a fan of Stone Sour. I will always respect everything that Taylor does, though. I have seen him before do a two-hour acoustic show at a small venue. Like He is an amazing vocalist. There's no doubt about that. It's just Stone Sour is not my style of music.
1: Yeah, he he's really fucking talented. Anyone is, I mean, anybody who has a brain takes Corey Taylor's side on this. Especially since he's not even the one who started shit, you know? Well, he
0: might have started shit, like, years ago.
1: Well, years ago, yeah. I mean, and it's fucking, it's foot face, man.
0: Footface. <laughs>
1: Footface made it onto the show.
0: <laughs> I don't even know why that's funny, but now when I look at him, I do see a foot.
1: Dude, right? Whenever he said that, I, I started looking at him, and I was like, oh my god, dude, that's a fucking foot.
0: Someone should do a meme where he's holding a fruit by the foot face. <laughs> and it's just a long strip of his stupid face.
1: Oh, shit. If you're listening, please make that for us.
0: Yeah. Can anyone do that? Please. <laughs> All right, man. Moving on.
1: Yeah. Moving on. So, damn, this is a fucking big turnaround. But, uh, so Austin Carlisle has updated us on his surgery that we talked about on the show. I, I don't remember if it was last episode or the episode before. Last episode. But he did have to undergo emergency surgery, and he posted a couple days ago about how the surgery was not successful, and he now has to be flown to the U.S. for emergency testing, and shit just, it's, it's not, you know, it's not going in the right direction. And we, you know, just hope it gets better.
0: Yeah, really, that's all we can say. Like, for anyone that doesn't know, he lives in Costa Rica. So when yeah. he goes out and he tweets and Instagrams about these surgeries he's having, it's there. And I guess their medical stuff is not up to par, or they don't have the specialists that are here in the states. So that's why he has to be flown here for more testing and probably more surgeries.
1: Yep, and it really is a shame to hear that, man. Because I'm sure this is putting a big pause on a lot of the fucking stuff that he's, you know, trying to do, especially after the leaving of mice and men.
0: Yeah, like living. Yeah. That's probably the biggest one. So, once again, we at Ian Hates Music wish him the best, obviously, and I hope everyone else does because it's just a really sucky thing. And switching gears again Mm -hmm. for the next story, Tim Lambesis, I believe is how you say it, he is now teasing the return of As I Lay Dying. Now, we talked about this, what, six months ago, however long ago it was. He was released from prison early. For anyone that doesn't know, he tried to like hire a hitman to kill his estranged wife. I think it was just the wife, right? Not the kids or anything.
1: Yeah, it, it was just the wife. And he actually did do it, but yeah. it was just, an, it was an undercover cop. Like he really was going to do it. It's <laughs> not alleged or anything.
0: No, no, no. That really did happen. So yeah. he got out with like good behavior or something. And they were talking about like book deals and all this kind of stuff. Now apparently they have the Twitter account. It said activity. Oh, yeah. And I guess the year before something, he had posted about Father's Day or something. So it's like a year apart every time. And I did find out why. Okay. Do you even lift, bro?
1: Oh, my gosh. (laughs) (laughs) No, I don't. (laughs) I guess.
0: Well, if you did, you'd know that he's got to get his reps on before he's ready to show himself to the public. I would say insert steroid joke here.
1: A steroid ad lib
0: yeah but i think i already did so
1: okay allegedly <laughs> does thou lift
0: that doesn't well, even make any sense but it's funny
1: i know oh i saw a meme on that a long time ago it's like does thou even hoist or something like that and i thought that was funny there you go i guess my question to you is oh. let's say as i lay dying does come back with tim lamb Lambesis, or whatever <laughs> what is what do you think about like is that something you would get into are you ever an as i lay dying fan
0: I could do some as I lay dying, but really, I don't care that much. And I do have an issue a lot of times with being able to listen to the music of people that do really shitty things. Right.
1: It'd be tough. Yeah, that's how I feel like I would take. I mean, I believe in second chances and for the most part, uh, forgiveness. But fuck, that that would be really hard to get into, you know, because like when we listen to music, we don't just like the music. We invest in the people producing the music. Right. And when you know that the person, you know, putting this music on for you, you know, did something like this, it's like, fuck, it's really hard to get into it. But I mean, I guess we'll see. I mean, the music might even be horrible. We don't know.
0: For sure. And you don't know if they're going to get original members or not. In fact, Ty has said he didn't know that he could even bring back As I Lay Dying when the original drummer, Jordan, if he doesn't approve of it, is that even legal? Because I thought they both own the name.
1: Oh, Yeah. That's, that's true. It's interesting.
0: So yeah. We'll see. Who the fuck knows and really who the fuck cares.
1: Yeah, it's, it's not that big of a deal. We'll just see what happens. So now for way more relevant news. Asking Alexandria just announced that they're releasing a new album next year, 2018. And they already said the name of it. The album is going to be called Out of the Ordinary. And Danny Warsnop has been hyping this bad boy up. He's saying it's the best shit that he's ever written. It's not about the same old... Uh, you know, drugs, rock and roll, and, you know, being a badass, or whatever the fuck. He says that these are well-crafted songs, and, and he's really excited.
0: Yeah, there were a few things I wanted to take from what he said. So he goes, This album has me proud, humbled, reassured, and affirmed. Welcome to a new era and a new sound, which I'm sure in two years will be ripped off by far <laughs> too many artists. There's a song about that on here, too. So first nice. off... I did like how he said humble, but then went on to talk about how all the other bands in the scene are going to rip it off.
1: That's that's Danny, man.
0: <laughs> yes, classic Danny. Classic uh, Danny, absolutely.
1: controversial. <laughs> yeah.
0: And then what I also liked was he said, you will not hear songs about partying or girls or how rock and roll I am. Instead, you will hear some of the most carefully crafted songs I've ever made that hopefully will live longer than I do. I do like that, for sure. Yeah. And what I also think is interesting is we did talk about new Asking Alexandria a bunch of times this year, actually. And when Mm -hmm. Danny said there'd be no album in 2017, he was absolutely telling the truth.
1: Yep, he really was. And you know what? I'm completely okay with it. I mean, especially if this album really does come out to be as good as he's saying, it is well worth the wait. I don't want fucking Asking Alexandria to rush out an album just because they have... You know, their are old singer back and they feel the need to just push out some shit with him on it. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, this could be a really, really good thing. And I'm sure we'll get a single by the year's end, at least. And, you know, we'll get a feel for this.
0: Yeah, I would hope so. And what I'll also say is, look, I hate that title. Yeah. Yeah, I really hate the title of the album. But there's no way this album is going to be bad because Matt Good worked on it.
1: Yep. And everything he touches is gold. Fuck yeah.
0: So... We get brand new (laughs) Asking Alexandria that has been molded and crafted by Mr. Matt Good.
1: Nice. I'm excited.
0: Yeah, me too. 2018. I mean, I don't want time to continue to fly by, but 2018, we have something to look forward to.
1: Yes, we sure damn do.
0: So now we're going to have a bunch of stories about tours, and we're going to start with a really fun one. Now, For us. Yeah. Jackson and I (laughs) don't even know the band. Their name is The Convalescents. And I will look them up when I have time, and I will listen, and hopefully they're awesome. But they have been kicked off this major tour with the band OTEP. And I guess before we get into this main story, Jackson, do you know OTEP? Nope. That's a surprise. Why? Because they used to be really good. Oh, oh, you know them well? Well, here's the thing. This is what I'm going to recommend to you. And actually, to everyone else out there, and I'm sure that's not what this story was meant to do. (laughs) (laughs) But I am going to recommend... Their very first album, it was called Sevas Tra, which is spelled S-E-V-A-S. That's the first word. Second word, T-R-A. And that came out in 2002. Oh, okay. And there's some really, really badass shit in there. And I actually want to play something right now. Okay. Here's my confession. Perfectly
2: flawed, I shall my passion.
0: You know how much I like female-fronted metal bands.
1: I actually, like at the beginning, I was like, oh, it's that kind of music. But then when they started screaming, I was like, oh, it's that kind of music.
0: Yes. I think you should definitely give that a listen. But what I guess I didn't know was apparently, so the lead singer of Otep, her name is Otep. Oh. So I had heard stories in the past about her being tough to tour with and, you know, tough to work with and everything. And I guess the convalescents just understood what that means because they got kicked off of this widespread tour with Otep and wrote a whole page about how much she sucks. Damn. And the reason why I think I believe it, and there's some crazy stuff in there. I mean, they talk about how they weren't allowed to sell merch during their set.
1: That's insane.
0: Yeah, I've never heard of any band saying that an opener could not sell merch during their set like that's crazy
1: yeah no when i read it like i skimmed through that line like 10 times and i kept reading it over and over like wait i don't what's the problem like and you know because i was thinking that it was an actual music industry thing and it was shitty for the convalescents to do it but i was like wait you can't fucking make money while the headlining band is up there like i don't get it
0: And I totally understand that a band doesn't want anyone to take away from their show. Like, here's the deal. I highly doubt that the merch guy or girl or whoever that's selling the convalescence merch is yelling at the top of their lungs like, hey, come buy merch while OTEP is on. I don't think that's (laughs) happening. Yeah, they're just standing there. And if some person wants to come up and buy merch, who gives a shit?
1: Yeah, that means they weren't fucking paying attention to the Otep show in the first place anyways. They're the ones who went back there.
0: Right. But the way all this sounds is that the band Otep is very full of themselves. And they make a comment, too, that it's just her and whatever band of musicians she hired for this tour. Mm. Yeah, so they're also saying stuff like that. But the reason why I believe some of this is because the statement that I'm going to read, that came from Otep's people. And it goes like this. We had to remove one of our opening acts. We do our best to give our tour package an opportunity to play for our fans, who are the most loyal and passionate people on the planet. But if the band begins to act entitled or jeopardizes our message, then they gotta go. I'm sure rumors will abound about this, but it's for the greater good and we will give another band who appreciates and are grateful to play on our stage an opportunity to live their art with us. Now, I'm not sure if you caught the words that I emphasized there, but there's a lot of entitlement in that statement.
1: For sure, and it's a load of shit. Yeah. (laughs) Like, seriously, how fucking full of yourself can you be to write a statement like that? Right,
0: and first of all, I gotta say, I love... That they didn't mention the name, the convalescence.
1: Yeah, right. Like, what the fuck?
0: No, that's great though. That is coming from a band that really doesn't give a shit about the little guys.
1: Which is the point of picking a band to tour with you.
0: But not for to support them. Not for Otep, though. Based on oh, that statement. No. <laughs> that remember, this is a privilege that they're giving you as a chance to play for their fans. So no one's coming out to see you. People are coming out to see OTEP, and you happen to be there. That's what that statement said. Like, it's fucking great. That is a rock star statement, if I've ever heard one. Like, I'm surprised that she doesn't want to trademark the devil horns.
1: (laughs) (laughs) That's how of themselves they are. That's fucking, that's insane to man. Like, the fact that she really thinks that people just go for them. And don't get me wrong, I don't think that if you like OTEP or something like that, that you're a dumbass or something for supporting this. But it's like, do they really think that every single person in attendance that they saw before they came on is there for them? I mean, come on, dude. They do, though. That's insane. Fucking, ugh.
0: Look, I lost track of them. I don't even know if they play any more music from it. But I would love to see OTEP live. Just based on hearing this now, because maybe they have the best live show ever.
1: Yeah, I bet. <laughs> the art, man. Yeah.
0: It's all about the art, man. Yeah, it's all about the art. Really, the motto for our show should be: "Hey, you have the opportunity to listen to our art with us." <laughs>
1: <laughs> this is free art, guys. Yeah. Don't take advantage of it. Yeah, me.
0: motherfuckers, start <laughs> I'll paying <dare> me. You. <laughs> I can't wait till we get an opening podcast that we can just treat like shit.
1: There you go. (laughs) (laughs) We get like a sponsor or something, but instead of like hyping up our sponsorship, we just shit on them the whole time.
0: (laughs) Yeah, of course. That's what you do. So yes, look, I am going to listen to The Convalescents and see if they're any good. And then also, I do recommend that first OTEP album. I have no idea what they sound like now. They could be a completely different band. I'm still surprised they're going strong because, hey, 2002 was a really long time ago. So if you're still putting out albums like every year, every two years, you're doing well for yourself.
1: Yep, I agree. So Chimera, Chimira, is reuniting for a show in December in Cleveland, Ohio. What do you think about this, Mr. Ian? I think it feels so good. You know, I'm, I'm just going to say it, and I'm sure you probably already knew this, but I have no idea who this band is. I used to think it was Chimera. Uh, Dude, that's, I don't know. No, 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 <laughs> I, I
0: think you're right. I think it's Chimera, like Chim-era, but I always used to think of it as Chimera.
1: Chimera sounds cooler.
0: That's what I thought. <laughs> well, here, let's play a little bit. If I'm not mistaken, I think I saw them on Warp Tour, and I think I saw them with Shadows Fall.
1: Hmm. Well, they weren't too bad. (coughs) Holy shit. Bless you. Thank you. It's my first sneeze on the show, I think. Um, But yeah, no, it it sounded good. Shit, I'm surprised I've never heard of them.
0: I'm not. You have a lot to learn.
1: Oh, Okay, there you go. (laughs) You can't go over 10 minutes without throwing shade at me.
0: It's true. They disbanded in 2014. And now they're getting back together with the original lineup, and they're going to play their first show together since 2011. And that's going to be in Cleveland, Ohio. Nice. Good for them. And moving right along, the Foo Fighters have announced that they are doing a new album called Concrete and Gold. And the reason why we're talking about it right here is is because they also announced a very, very large tour. So to go along with the brand new album that's coming out in September, you can also go see them on tour. And if you remember, it was like a few weeks ago that we talked about the single run that they had and that it was actually much heavier than their music normally is. So this album might be pretty interesting.
1: Yeah, I'm actually really excited to talk about this one because, um, you know, I was surprised with the track, and I think you were too, and, you no, know, it was really good. You know, it was solid, so, yeah, I'm looking forward to Concrete and Gold.
0: And for anyone who hasn't seen Foo Fighters Live, even if you think they're too soft for you, you should go see Foo Fighters Live. Really? it's One of the fucking best shows I've ever seen in my life. I caught one of Dave Grohl's drumsticks once.
1: Holy shit, I would have never expected you to go see Foo Fighters, but that's... That's good advice. I, I would have never thought that they had an amazing show.
0: No, they really do. They're crazy good musicians. Dave Grohl's voice is amazing. He's also a true rock star. Plus, nice. Nirvana changed my life. So
1: Nice, nice. Cool. And now we got Arsonist's Get All The Girls. They do? the oh, shit. expansion of oh. their 10-year anniversary tour for an album they have called The Game of Life. Hold on,
0: Jackson. I need to go get my matches.
1: But <laughs> Badumch. Oh, that was that was clever, Ian. Good job. Thanks, buddy. Nice little nice little joke there. But uh yeah, <laughs> so this is really good news for Arsonist's get all the girls fans and Ian with his matches. <laughs> if you have the chance,
0: go see them in July for sure, because that's the leg of the tour that has Kingdom of Giants.
1: Yeah, no, for sure. Uh, I I couldn't have said it any better myself. Kingdom of Giants is a band that everyone needs to see.
0: But I will also mention that on the final leg of the tour cuz it's like four legs of this tour now so make sure you check out all the dates the final leg of the tour has conquer divide on it oh nice and that's very weird actually because i'm not sure how much they fit into that genre but then also maybe that means that they're almost done with their sophomore album
1: uh huh very true
0: so that would awesome. be pretty cool very cool otherwise it's i set my friends on fire and i just i can't stand them
1: yeah, you just can't stand their greatness. You love them so much. Yo, isn't that right? Yep, you
0: got me, Jackson. You're really <laughs> good at that. Unlike me, when I make fun of you for your stuff.
1: <laughs> I just know the the fucking huge I set my friends on fire fan you are, and I and I really do think that our fans should know.
0: Dude, they're so good. I would light them on fire. <laughs> allegedly, allegedly.
1: Nice. <laughs> you know, it's so funny because like. I'm from Miami, what? and so are they. I really wish that, you know, the first metalcore or whatever core band they are, I wish the first band I heard come from Miami was a good one, and that is not the case.
0: Yeah, man. I mean, it's almost like all talentless hacks are from Miami. I'm going to
2: Miami. Welcome to
3: Miami. Okay,
1: there you go. <laughs> now now, now you're, you're, you're getting evil. I, I mean, Miami's in Florida, and uh, you know, Florida has a lot of badass fans. Oh so no, I they do, but Florida. it's
0: Miami. So there's the Miami Heat, Fuck. and there's Will Smith. I set my friends on fire, and then Jackson. So. Hey,
1: Miami Heat is that's that's a good team. And Dexter. <laughs> <laughs> you you don't like the Miami Heat, Ian?
0: I would set them on fire.
1: Well, they're already on fire. They're
0: a huge fucking garbage fire. That's is this because we right. beat
1: the Spurs once? Is that why?
0: No, they're You're a terrible team. Dwayne Wade is a piece of shit
1: oh my gosh
0: why (laughs) Why would you say that dude you didn't know that you know that he's just a terrible person and he's one of the dirtiest he's one of the dirtiest players in NBA (gasps) history look it up man come on look it up no yeah
1: that's look it up uh, dude I've been watching him since I was fucking since
0: 2006 and if you learned how to play basketball based on that I worry for anyone playing against you you do know that kicking people in the balls is not a way to play basketball, right?
1: I'm not saying it because he's a heat player, because there's dirty heat players. Trust me, but Dwayne Wade <laughs> is not one of them.
0: He's one of the dirtiest players in the game, man. Seriously, you I don't know insane. how you don't know this. No, you're insane that for not, not a reading thing the internet. Holy that is not shit, a man! Sad thing. Yes, it is, dude. He's on the list with Kevin Garnett.
1: Oh god, Kevin Garnett is awful. <laughs>
0: yeah, and so is Dwayne Wade. Come on, man. This is not Ian hates NBA. <laughs> I know, I know. I,
1: you're right. I, let's let's move on. <laughs> I like the Spurs, but the Heat are better. They beat them. Not right, even, uh, not even a chance. To... Not even a
0: chance. Welcome to my So another tour announcement, a quick one. Issues is going out with volumes on the Headspace tour, and there are many dates that you can take a look at.
1: Yep. couldn't have said it better. Done and with that. next we got <laughs> like Monster Flames. They announced a mini tour. And it's going to be of them playing the When We All Exist album in its entirety, which is probably everybody's favorite album. Not true. Oh, which one's yours? Absolutely not true. The the, fuck, fuck, fuck. It's the green one.
0: I did not like that first album except for GNF. Do you know why I like that song so much?
1: Why?
3: I don't give a fuck about the way you're
2: feeling.
1: (laughs) Okay. <laughs> Wait, so which is your favorite album? Because I, I thought you didn't like their latest album. Is, is it an Eye for an no, Eye? No, see, you have, it,
0: you have it confused. Is I like the newer albums, I did not like the older albums.
1: Well, there's only three. I
0: thought there was four. Is there four? I thought so. Because I started again with I for an Eye in 2013 and then continued to the new one. But I thought there were two
1: before that. I don't know. I, the only ones I know is when we don't exist, I for an Eye and the new one. I think it's like... Give and take, or something like that. But yeah, the eye for an eye was my favorite
0: one. Well, we're on the same page with that.
1: Well, I'll, I'll let you take this last one, man.
0: All right, this is like a CSI episode now. All right, <laughs> but not predictable. So I was at an ROH event on Friday night because What's that? a buddy of mine came up from San Diego and he wanted to go ROH's Ring of Honor. Oh
1: fuck, I keep forgetting that. Okay, go.
0: So when I was there, I got some messages by fellow hater named Chris. He wrote me and said, dude, misfortune has broken up. Three rows from ringside and people are hitting each other with fucking chairs and shit. (laughs) I'm like, holy shit, where's the proof? Like, I have to see the proof. He sends me this article that had some weird notes from Twitter. I don't know, not from Josh, but from Skaggs and then like one weird one from Mikey. Then... Ty goes ahead and sends me one as well and this is from a different site and it's kind of saying the same thing now the reason why i didn't completely freak out because i think if people listen to the show they know how big of a fan of misfortune i am and how interested i was and how excited i was for the new album we literally just talked last week about how much i love that new single they put out called the bottom yeah So the reason why I am not going ahead and saying that this has actually happened is that I've reached out to Mikey because we did have them on the show. Jackson was there. We were at So What Fest. Everyone seemed nice. They all seemed like this was like a great thing. They can't wait to make new music and tour. And, you know, they did the Australia tour. They did all that kind of stuff. They put out the new track. I reached out to Mikey. I have not heard back from him yet. But today on Facebook, Miss Fortune posted, hey, how does everyone like the new single? Hmm. So I'm not sure if they are actually broken up because, I mean, Jackson, how many times have we on this show confirmed breakups based on social media saying, you know, from their Facebook, from their Twitter, from their Instagram, whatever it happens to be, hey, we've decided to no longer be a band or I'm going to go on and these people are out of the band, whatever it happens to be. It's always from their personal social accounts. Here, though, I don't know. Like, is it real? Is it not? Is something personal going on? I don't know.
1: I honestly have no clue. This is really weird. If this is a breakup, it's the weirdest one I've ever seen, and I'm sure you too. It's odd. And, you know, I, I don't see a band putting out a new single and putting the work into something new just to say a week later that they're done, especially if they posted, you know, today, hey, how's everyone liking a new single? You know, like, that's if they really did break up, that's weird. Right. And there were comments
0: from people Saying like, hey, are you still a band? Did you break up? And what I want to also note to people, look, I'm a fucking detective. I was looking at that thing. It was not a sponsored update. So it wasn't like they paid for it in advance and now that's a thing that's going to go up on Facebook every once in a while. It was not sponsored. So someone from their account wrote it. Now, I do think it's weird because they have been good about talking to me in the past. They have not responded. That could be something bad to begin with.
1: Yeah, it's it's true. There's a lot of bad things, but yet there's a lot of things that lead towards them not breaking up. It's just weird.
0: And I really, really hope that they don't, because I really do fucking love that band. You know, not only should you listen to the time that I got to talk to them at So What. You know, it's a shorter interview. It's like twenty five minutes or something like that. But it's cool mm-hmm. to hear them to talk about you know the music they love. But then also you have to hear the album A Spark to Believe. It's a fucking yep. great album. I agree. It's a shame to see talent go away like that.
1: Yeah, I completely agree, especially if this really is true. I mean, because they have a lot going for them, man. They have an amazing vocalist. Mikey is, uh, uh, Mikey is an amazing vocalist. They really are talented. Skaggs is a great musician. They have an amazing guitarist. Yeah,
0: Josh is really good. Yeah.
1: Yeah, like, you know, they have, they have a lot of fucking, you know, promise in their music. And I know that they aren't this huge band that everyone knows about. But I do believe with the right, you know, let's say label or just them releasing another album or EP, I really do think that they would be put on the map. Like, this is a really good band that everyone should hear. They are not generic. They are not cookie cutter. You know, it would be a shame and it'd be talent going away if they broke up.
0: That's what I was thinking. But sometimes personal life stuff. I mean, who knows? Whatever it happens to be, it is just sad. So... Hopefully, you know, they'll make an official announcement or something will happen where they say, no, we're not broken up. You know, that's all internet bullshit. Like, don't worry about it. That'd be fucking awesome. I would love that. And what I would just recommend to everyone, go listen to A Spark to Believe. Listen to the new single, The Bottom. It's all great. All right, man. That is the end of news. It's time for new songs.
1: Let's go. So first song we have is To Speak of Wolves with their new song, "Haunting Me. And they also announced that this is going to be on their new album, Dead in the Shadow, which comes out July 21st on Solid State Records. Ian, please. What do you think, man? I really like it. Um, I've actually been a fan of the Speak of Wolves for you know quite some time now. They're from Texas, and I've seen them live at least two or three times, usually opening up for really good friends of theirs, um, O Sleeper, and you know a lot of the you know Texas bands here. So sure. you know, I was I was really excited for this, and this is good news. And and I think they just signed to Solid State Records too.
0: Yeah, I don't remember them being on the roster before.
1: Yeah, so this is good news. This is a step in the right direction, and I'm excited for the album.
0: Yeah, man, same here. I liked it. It had a very dark tone to it. It was hard-hitting. I'm looking forward to hearing the new stuff. Yep. Next up, we have, surprisingly, Memphis Mayfire with Virus. And there are no plans, I guess, for a new album. Didn't they just have a new album come out?
1: Yeah, they just did. This Light I Hold came out like at least two or three months ago, I think.
0: Yeah, maybe this is another like dance Gavin Dance type summer song that they like just wanted something yeah. They wanted something new for Warp Tour. Yeah. Well, let's take a listen. very new metalish, if i'm not mistaken
1: it is for sure and you know i don't have a problem with it you know i, I kind of feel like i always give the same thing for a memphis mayfire <laughs> like sure. on their albums or the songs it's it's you know it's not bad right you know i, I don't really like i can't pinpoint the way i feel about it I, you know i like it i don't you know if i heard this come on the radio or anything like that i wouldn't be like yo turn that shit off i think it's really good but i don't know i i'd Man, I just really still feel like Memphis Mayfire haven't tapped their full potential, honestly.
0: Or they hit their peak a long time ago.
1: You know what? I, I know a lot of people say that, but I don't even think that.
0: I'm just putting it out there as a possibility.
1: It it's very possible. I, I'm not gonna deny that. I, I I don't know. I just haven't heard their best yet. And I could be way off. You know, they might have already given us their best. But I don't know, whenever I hear them, I just feel like something's missing. And I never feel that with any other band. It's really weird. I don't know. It's just Memphis Mayfire, I guess. You know, I enjoy seeing them live. You know, it's, it's kind of like, you know, sometimes a fun show to watch and anything. I don't know necessarily if I'd pay to see just them. But, you know, they're, they're, they can be a good time. But at the same time, it's like I don't catch myself listening to them by myself often.
0: I'm pretty sure I remember last time that you didn't see them. That's because they were headlining. <laughs>
1: And I was fucking dead, because I just watched, like, Monster Flames, Silverstein, and Devil Wars Prada.
0: I gotcha. Just saying. And
1: I went fucking in when Devil Wears Prada came on. That is the only band that makes me get in the crowd and do stuff.
0: Well, look, if we had production value, like, even more production value, I would think up some type of a skit. Because when I heard this song, the first thing I thought, and I know it's going to sound really weird, besides, hey, this is pretty new metal. But I guess the second thing was... What if you went into a doctor's office and, in order to tell you like your screening news, they played this
1: song?
3: Oh my
1: god! <laughs> the shit that you think of, I, I know. I don't know, Ian. You, there's, I don't know if there's something wrong with you or if there's, just, <laughs> if it's just gotta accepted. This is just you. For, <laughs> I don't know.
0: Told you, man. I miss my calling to be like a legitimate comedian.
1: Yeah, I, I, I see that. It's too bad. <laughs> too bad.
0: All right, moving on. We've got that net, which is spelled V-A-T-T-N-E-T. And I guess they were formerly Thatnet Viscar. net Viscar. That net Viscar. I know, if I could Dark. do like a Russian accent or something, I'd totally kill that. <laughs> but they have a track called Dark Black, and they just signed with new Damage Records, but there's no details yet for a release date for an upcoming full-length album or anything like that. Hopefully, details coming soon, but let's take a listen. I like those vocals, man.
1: Yeah, I'm with you on that. Uh, good vocals, but I don't know. The song just doesn't really stick with me that well. I I, I don't know. It just feels like it wasn't structured well. It, it's just kind of all over the place. But, but I mean, good vocals. I will admit that. The guy has talent.
0: I think they're going for an old school, post-hardcore vibe and some progressive metal. I look forward to hearing what they have to see if that's really the direction they're
1: going in. Right. Yeah, I'm with you on that. And next up, we got... Amity Affliction releasing a cover song uh, for The Weekends' Can't Feel My Face. And this is going to be on The Pump Goes Pop Volume 7. And this comes out July 14th on Fearless Records. Let's listen.
0: So once again, a cover song where I do not know the original.
1: Dude, I'm telling you right now, I fucking love Amity Affliction, but this song is not that great. Oh, why? It's well, I don't blame it on Amity Affliction. Phew. I blame it on the song. It's um, it's a really repetitive song that Mm -hmm. I can't see what they could have done with this song. To Uh be honest with you. Okay. Like I really think that. I don't know if they're the ones who picked the song or if Fearless gives them the song to play, but you know, either they got screwed over or they just made a mistake in picking that song. Gotcha. It's it's a very repetitive song. Like you can even tell in their version that they're just kind of saying the same thing over and over, and it's gotten a lot of negative comments. Also, I've seen it on their Facebook and the YouTube comments and their Twitter and everything. Like and and I think it's unfair that people are blaming them for it because honestly, I can't see what could have been done differently.
0: Gotcha.
3: Yeah,
1: and, and I know our last night also covered this song, and it's it's different. But even their cover, and I love our last night and their covers. Even theirs is not that good of it. I just think it's a hard song to cover, and there's not much you know to chew on here. And you know that's just the way I feel about it.
0: Yeah, it's a shitty pop song. Yeah. Yeah. No, I got you. Look, I'm looking forward to hearing the entire album. But yeah, I wasn't blown away. I think the dance Gavin dance song that they released already. I think that's much better.
1: Oh, for sure, that, and and you know that song, you know the pop version is also a lot better. I wouldn't, and it you know it's it's you know it's got more to chew on and more <laughs> to work with, man. And I, this one has, it doesn't offer a lot. It really doesn't.
0: I'll tell you, the main thing that I'm looking forward to on that album is Capsize.
1: Oh no, me is Ice Nine Kills, man.
0: Yeah, but I've heard Ice Nine Kills do stuff like that. This is a brand new thing, like to hear Capsize. Do true. hopefully a post hardcore screamo version, like old school of a pop song, I think it would be cool.
1: Yeah, that's that's true. That, that, that is going to be badass. And like, I was kind of let down with this because I know Amity Affliction can do fucking a really good cover because they did it with Born to Die, uh, Lana Del Rey's song, and that song is incredible.
0: No, I gotcha. I gotcha. Let's move on. We've got Northern Ghost with Clouds, their upcoming album, Happy, Sad, Depressed, Suicidal comes out July 7th on Tragic Hero Records. Let's take a listen. like that man
1: no yeah i like it too i'm really looking forward to what they got
0: yeah me too i like the and it's something that i always like in certain genres of music i like the screaming into singing like the same guy doing both so he sings like three words in the verse and then goes into regular singing and that's what they were doing a lot in that i really like that what i think is also kind of funny is their cover looks like the new afi album
1: oh i didn't even notice that
0: yeah, both really didn't try that hard. <laughs> but they did try hard on that track, and that's why I like so I am very much looking forward to this album because I really, really like that song.
1: Yeah, same here, man. And next up we got Greeley Estates releasing their newest song, Calling All the Hopeless. And this is gonna be on their new EP, Calling All the Hopeless, and that comes out June twenty-seventh, and that is self-released. Ian, play it please. i
0: Glad to have them back, man.
1: Yeah, honestly. I mean, what are you going to say about that about Greely Estates? That's a kick-ass song.
0: Yeah, man. I am really looking forward to that EP.
1: Same here, brother. Brother? <laughs> you like that? <laughs> no. Oh, well, damn.
0: So that means you can continue to do than it. That better Baby. No way, baby. <laughs> <laughs> Last track we have for today is the band Cold Black. Their track, Resound, is off their upcoming album, Circle which comes out August 18th on Artery Recordings. Let's take a listen.
1: Yeah, same here. And we really, really liked their last track, too. So I think it's fair to say that this next full length is going to be very good. Do you think that's fair to say?
0: Spoiler alert. I have already heard it. What? Are you serious? Yeah, man, for like the last month.
1: (laughs) What the hell? I didn't know that.
0: It's part of that whole thing when people want to be on the show, you know?
1: Cool, cool. Well, fuck, I'm glad it's good. I can't wait to hear it myself.
0: No, it's very good. And I am hoping to have them on the show. So stay tuned for that.
1: And it's three days before my birthday.
0: Like your birthday is this week?
1: No, the, the <laughs> album.
0: <laughs> I gotcha.
1: No, you know if my birthday was coming up. Trust me. Ugh. Okay.
0: You're like one of those girls that's like, my birthday isn't one day, it's the entire week. <laughs>
1: <laughs> no, fuck off. I, I, I'm not even a huge like birthday guy. I hate it when people give me stuff. I always feel like, I don't, I don't know how to react to that kind of stuff. I'm not that good at it.
0: You can't tell that Jackson is winking and hoping that you somehow send him things and or send him things on Twitter, yet his Twitter handle is so bad that you wouldn't be able to get in contact with him. All right, Jackson, that's the end of New Songs, so that means it's time for our favorite part of the show. Let's get to reviews. A, Hey. Yes, everyone. If you are unfamiliar with the show, that is our nice little intro to album reviews. Yep. And I'm not sure if anyone's gonna notice or not, but I think it has started to thunder around the area. Is it really? Yeah, it's been really, really hot and humid, so. Oh. But the show must go on. So let's start these album reviews off with the band Separations bloom on imogen records so for anyone who doesn't know this is a metalcore slash alternative slash gent band however you want to say it this is the follow-up to dream eater so this is their sophomore album jackson what do you think
1: well i'm gonna start off by saying that i'm don't expect too much from me this whole album review section oh because, hell. yeah dude I, I wasn't very pleased with what we got this week. But in regards of Bloom from Separations, it was solid. I, I think that's like the number one word that came in my head when I listened to it front to back was just solid. You know, it's it's not bad. It's it's just not great to me. I don't know what it is. It, it just sounds like something I've heard before. You know, it, it's metalcore at its finest, I guess. And 10 songs, I mean, there's no filler, so that's a good thing. And, mm-hmm. and honestly, I did like Dream Eater. Right. And, you know, I, I kind of expected like a huge upgrade from Dream Eater and I don't feel like we got that. So I guess that's really the main reason why I think of it as just a solid album, because I feel like they could have done a lot more because they do have talent and you can see it. They, I think they have a really good vocalist and I like their Gen yet they can be really melodic at sometimes kind of sound like I do dig it. It's just, you know, it's just it's, it's kind of the same as Dream Eater, maybe a little less.
0: Yeah, man, I think I agree with you on this, like. I wouldn't say it's metalcore at its finest because I think unfortunately that there's not a whole lot that stands out here. But once again, that doesn't mean that it's bad. That just means that obviously with what we do, which is listen to tons and tons of music over and over again to tell people, hey, check this out, don't check that out, You know, here's this artist, whatever it happens to be. I enjoyed my time listening to this. But when you think about all those different metalcore artists this whole year, I don't think that this stood out. And it sucks because the vocals by Will are very good. And there are some bright spots in this album. But then you have songs like like Hollow. And you're like, eh. Mm-hmm. And that hit me a little bit harder because the opening track. right? And I'm like, ah, that could be better. But there are still some gems here. There definitely are. They're also playing Warp Tour this whole month of July. So if you're anywhere where they're playing, I would definitely go check them out live because I'd like to see how they pull all this off. But I think I agree with you. It's a good album. It's just not on the great side. And it's also, besides us doing the review, would you continue listening to this over and over again?
1: Exactly. That that's the way I felt about it. There's nothing that's gonna make me want to come back to this and it just it's not a standout from, you know, the countless albums we've already listened to this year.
0: But what I will say, people should definitely check it out, and let's go ahead and let's play a little bit of Lionheart and let people hear what All this right. is like. So once again, that's Separation's Bloom on Imogen Records.
1: And next up, we got Siamese releasing their new album, Shameless. And this is off Artery Records. Ian, what did you think?
0: So a little backstory. This is a Danish band. And I would say this is pop rock post-hardcore (laughs) R&B.
1: Yeah, I'm glad you added the R&B at the end.
0: Yeah, I think this is very issues-ish. Yeah. This album is definitely poppy. Once again, that's not necessarily a bad thing. I think there were parts of this that I definitely enjoyed. Like I think this is what that band Restless Streets wanted to be before they sold out. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like <laughs> this is definitely a better record than that was. But I don't know. I don't know if it really has any lasting appeal. Once again, like I think it might have been too much on that poppy side and too much following the trends that we see a lot around the scene
1: yeah that's how i felt it was a really trend following kind of sound and i think the first two bands i thought of when i heard this was issues minus you know the unclean vocals Mm -hmm. and kind of in the same essence of palisade's new album the self-titled one but just way worse than it (laughs) well
0: yeah not as good let's say that not as good not way worse
1: (laughs) well whatever (laughs) i I mean yeah i don't know i like i enjoyed some parts i really did and it had nothing to do with like the r&b or like you know the tech techie you know kind of part like it has nothing to do with that because i'm a huge issues fan even if they're newer stuff which i know you aren't and i know it contains all that you know poppy shit like it's it's way more pop than it is what we prefer to listen to And you know that's not what turns me off with this. I think they just missed the mark on maybe what they were trying to go for.
0: Yeah, it's possible. I don't hate this, by the way. I just don't think that it has lasting appeal.
1: Yeah, that's that's really how I felt about it. And again, I mean, it's kind of like with the other album. Like I listened to it. I was not dreadfully going through it, like as if it's a chore or anything. You know, I was bobbing my head. You know, I, I enjoyed it. You know, I really did. But you know, for an album to be good to you. When you're done with that album, you want to hear it again and again and again. And that's not what I got with this.
0: It's true, man. It's true and it's unfortunate. But yeah, that kind of shit happens from time to time. Yep. So why don't we play one of their main tracks? It's called A Blaze.
1: All right.
2: What's my decay. Watch me waste my day. I'm wasting away. Yeah
0: By the way, a few things real quick before we move on. One, I believe they are the only band to use the word sempiternal besides Bring Me the Horizon.
1: You know what? Whenever they said that, I didn't think they actually said that word. I didn't look up the lyrics. I didn't bother to, and I probably should have. But when I heard it, I was like, "Did they just say sempiternal?" And I, you know, I thought it'd Bring Me the Horizon, but you know, it's just like, nah, they didn't say that. I've never actually heard that used like in a song.
0: No, they definitely did.
1: Well. They got it. And by the way, I think one thing we forgot to mention was the album cover is very interesting.
0: Yeah, that was going to be my third thing. You stepped Oh, (laughs) (laughs) Fuck, I
3: took it from you. Sorry.
0: It's all right. The second thing, which I thought you would have picked up on, is isn't like the second track, doesn't it use that Cry Me a River thing? Yeah. And even I know know that that is a pop song lyric.
1: Yeah, no, you're, you're very correct on this, sir. Right. I noticed that and I was like, man, you know. Like it, it was fun to hear for that moment, but then it's like, did you really have to like use that?
0: You know? Yeah, they're Danish. You know, they probably they're just Danish. got that music. <laughs> but um, and what's really funny is, I really like Denmark. Like, I love my time over there. My favorite beer is from there, so I'm not even really making Ooh. fun of them.
1: I wish I can go to places like that.
0: By the way, can you hear the
1: thunder? I cannot. Okay, good. That sounded like a lyric. Can you hear the thunder?
0: Ian hates music. Can you hear the thunder?
2: (laughs)
1: Oh, shit.
0: Anyway, and yes, let's address the third point I was going to make that you most rudely stepped over. But yes, I think (laughs) in the history of Ian hates music, I believe this is the best cover (laughs) we've ever had.
1: I did not know you were going to take that approach.
0: Wait, you think I'm going to say something bad about
1: that? No, no, I didn't think bad, but not, not the way you said it. But yeah, I think it'd be no pun intended cheeky. Oh, if you know what? We explained. what yeah. The album cover was. Let's I not even explain. We'll see.
0: <laughs> Look up Siamese Shameless on Artery Recordings. Next up, we've got the band Conveyor with No Future on Victory Records. Jackson, I'm gonna throw it to you first
1: righty, I will take it and I will run with it. Oh. Mr. Ian, sir, I enjoyed this album. Me too. I liked it. Yeah, this this was really good. I've never listened to Conveyor before. I believe this is their second album. I'm not sure, but man, I I really really liked it. It's super fun. It's really energetic. It's I mean, the riffs are incredible. Like I feel like these guys know how to do hardcore right. Would you consider this hardcore?
0: Yeah, it's hardcore, hardcore punk, and I do want to make a correction. If you count nine tracks as a full length, then technically this is their third.
1: Okay, gotcha. But yeah, um, it, it's really good. Again, I I really did like it, and it, this is one of the things that I feel like we've been tackling every week. There's always that new hardcore album that I usually don't resonate well with. I just say like it's another hardcore album, and it doesn't really stick out. Mm-hmm. Conveyor did a good job with standing out. In my opinion, I don't think this album is like incredible in any way. I, I really don't. But this is what I'm looking for when I mean hardcore that sounds different from other bands.
0: Yeah, I think you like this a lot more because there's way more melody in it. Mm-hmm. And I think that's a great thing. I think when hardcore bands are able to really balance out the elements of raw, screaming, unclean vocals, which I think they do very, very well, and then add in intricate guitar parts with melody and something attached to it that really grabs you while you're listening, I think that's when they do it well. And that's what Conveyor does. So yeah, I really like this album too. You can argue that because the hardcore scene is a little stale, that maybe they still don't stand out as much as they should. But this is a standout album for me. And I think that people, especially if you like hardcore or if you're like Jackson, where you get very tired of the same old, same old in hardcore, I think this will bring something extra to the mix that maybe you weren't expecting.
1: Yep, I completely agree with you.
0: And also, I know it it's weird to say these things during an album review, but apparently it has decided to storm like crazy here <laughs> in Boston while this is happening. So I have no idea if anyone else can hear that, but we're going to truck on because we do have to finish all this up. So... Hopefully that's not, or maybe it's adding an extra ambiance. Yeah, into all of this, you know, it's like conveyor. It's angry, and now it's just storming outside. And we're talking about a great album. So I will say I do think everyone should listen to this. I enjoy this a lot. I will go back to it Mm -hmm. because I do enjoy it, and I would love to see them live as well. So I think this is a very good either sophomore or why don't they call albums junior or senior? They only say sophomore. Have you noticed that?
1: Yeah, and they really just like to use it because the sophomore slump term.
0: I guess maybe, you know what, Jackson, though? Maybe you are correct. Maybe that's the reason why sophomore is only used for that and then there's nothing else.
1: Yeah, I really do. I mean, that's the only thing I can think about it.
0: Maybe you are thinking correct for once.
3: <gasps> <Ooh>. <laughs>
0: <laughs> so, yes, I think it's time to take a listen so that everyone knows what we're talking about. All right, Jackson, what track would you like to hear?
1: I would love to hear what stone, sir.
0: And that's spelled W H E T, then stone. Yep. Here we are. <laughs> You're going to have to get the album to listen to more.
1: Yep. There you go.
0: So once again, that's Conveyor No Future on Victory Records.
1: And last album we have in today's album review section is The White Noise releasing A.M.P.M. off of Fearless Records. Ian, I'll let you go first.
0: So once again, if anyone doesn't know, this is The White Noises or The White Noise first. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know why that's funny, but... It's their first full-length album, just like the EP, Aren't You Glad? It's very all over the place. So it's very difficult to pinpoint what you want to really call them genre-wise. But you can say heavy rock, post-hardcore, metalcore, punk, pop-punk. They kind of put it all together. I do really enjoy this album, probably more than I thought. Because I was a little worried because Aren't You Glad is such a great EP. It's very hard to live up to that. I think they did, but the downside of it is that it's very short. It's like 34 minutes tops, and one of the tracks, Picture Day, they took from Aren't You Glad, and they didn't do anything different with it. So it's a little bit of a surprise. Like, I expected more.
1: Yeah, I completely agree with you. So, yeah, there's 10 songs, 34 minutes. But technically it's, you know, like 30 minutes and nine songs. And that really is a bummer because when you think of new album, you think of at least 10 to 12 new songs from an artist that you're looking forward to. And that's not the case with this, but that's okay because the album is good. By the way, I love Picture Day. So it's not like I was like upset seeing it there, but it's just like, you know, I think I would have preferred a brand new song, you know.
0: Or a new take.
1: Yes, exactly. Or a new take, you know, if you do want to carry it over again. Cause it's funny because it was first, it was a single, then it was on the EP, and then now it's on the album. So like, I I feel like I've heard this song in it, you know, newly three times. So it's like kind of weird, you know what I mean?
0: No, it's very true, and I think that's the thing. Like, go see the White Noise live because they're great live. I've seen them multiple times now. I look forward to seeing these tracks played live. Like, I think that's going to be great. I just for that first full length, I expected something more. That's all.
1: Yeah, same here. Like like you said, I like the album a lot. I, it's my favorite album out of all the ones we're talking about, that's for sure. But it's like, you know, your first album, you had a good EP that didn't have much structure, but that's okay, because it's an EP, it doesn't really need structure. You know, it's, it's given a taste to everybody of what you can do. So totally cool. With the album, it is all over the place. Like, I mean, every song almost is a new genre. And Honestly, maybe I wouldn't have a problem with it if every single one was good. But I think whenever they're at their best is when they're making songs like Picture Day and Bite Marks and Bloom and, you know, those kind of songs. And I I think that's more towards like the hardcore metalcore side, you think?
0: Yeah. And with that punk in it as well. You don't. Yeah. There's a flow issue. I think that's the, Mm -hmm. the problem. There's a flow issue because out of left field. You have an almost straight pop punk song in I Lost My Mind in California. And you're like, that's such yeah. a weird thing for you guys to be singing about. Not only the style, but what they're actually talking about just doesn't seem like they're even themselves anymore. So it is a little weird for that to happen. Now, I liked rated R. Radar had Landon Tours come and do a guest vocal spot, you know? So that's great as well. But yeah, I think flow probably hinders it a little bit because they don't know what they want to be.
1: Yeah, I I completely agree. It It was really just an issue with flow. And I mean, they even had, you know, besides that punk song, which is a totally different twist on what they do, they also had like two of softer kind of songs, which is okay. But, you know, you got punk, you got hardcore, you got metalcore, and you got two softer songs. And it's just like you know, like what the fuck, you know, I mean? and the softer songs aren't back to back. Like you're going from Montreal, you wouldn't know which is a softer song to 24 Hour Revenge Therapy, which is like a fast paced, you know, hardcore song. And then you go back to Sunspots, and that's another soft song. And it's just like, well, fuck, you know, like I, I don't know what it is you're trying to go for here. And like I said, like I, I honestly did enjoy every song, but it's just, it doesn't feel like an album, it's too quick it's it's out of place, it's just odd, and I really feel like they only excel and like really really make me want to hear them over and over again is in their more metal chord type songs, not because it's you know the genre that I prefer, but it's just I feel like when they sound best, you know when they're like really really fast paced and then they go to like their clean vocals, you know because they do have really catchy melodies, and that's when I think they shine,
0: yeah, man, I think I agree with you I also think. Maybe the way to look at this almost, and I know it sounds weird, because I really do like this band, and I do enjoy this album, but there are issues, so that's why we're talking about it. It's almost like this album feels like a B-side album, like the kind of album a band would release when they wanted to get out of their contract. So (laughs) you know what I mean? Like they've had a couple full lengths, and they're like, oh, look at all these tracks we didn't know what to do with. Here you go.
1: Yeah, I think you're spot on there, honestly.
0: But that makes it sound bad, like it's not worth listening to, and it is. And like I said, I want to see this live. I think everyone should listen to this.
1: Yeah, I agree. And and I've never done this before on the show, but it, I like I want to relate this to hip-hop in a way. And the reason I say that is because... What? Yeah, it, it's weird, but this doesn't feel like an album. It feels like a mixtape, which is something that hip-hop artists do. Whenever they just want to make a bunch of really good songs for them and they want to put it all on one project they make mixtape and then an album to a hip-hop artist is something that actually has flow and it all connects and everything like that and that's not the case with this so it feels more like a mixtape to me you know just showing off all you can do that's why we like it but yet we have you know our issues with it are really just flow kind of things
0: that's funny because when i think mixtape i think mix cd All of my, you know, mix CDs I made for relationships and women. That's just what I think about.
1: (laughs) Women in particular.
0: Yeah. And dude, those albums were so fucking good. I picked the best mixes.
1: Oh my gosh.
0: Yeah. You better believe it. (laughs) I believe you. Alisana is all you need. Anyways, all right. What the fuck are we talking about? Jackson, do you want to do bite marks or do you want to do rated R?
1: Uh, we could do rated R because I think we played bite marks before.
0: All right. so I don't think they were talking about us, because we actually really like them.
1: (laughs) (laughs) I think you're right.
0: So once again, that's The White Noise, AM, PM, on Fearless Records. Jackson, that is the end of album reviews for this week. Well, here's a list of things coming out. And once again, Card is subject to change. (laughs) Because <laughs> even though we will listen to these multiple times, it does not mean we are going to talk about them because sometimes it's not worth it. Yep. So we've got Sworn In, All Smiles, The Acacia Strain, Grave Bloom, Envy on the Coast, Ritual, Tiger Flowers, The Vicious Heart, Astrorot, We Can't Win, O oh Villain, Pilot, and Outer Glow, Lunar Effect.
1: I'm scared that I'm only going to like one of these albums.
0: Well, I forgot the new Stone Sour is also coming out.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Let's say that's not one of the ones I'm talking about.
0: I understand. Yeah, I don't know how this is going to work either. But I will let you in on something, Jackson. And I'm going to make this announcement at the end of the show. But one of the recent conversations that I had, they were blown away by how many album reviews we do a week. And they were like, holy shit, how many times you listen to those albums? And I was honest, it's a lot. Like, we really take this seriously. Mm -hmm. And he said he would love it for us to take one album at least a week that we hated and rip it apart. Oh. Yeah, that was his recommendation. I thought that most of the time people didn't like it when we (laughs) ripped albums apart. But apparently that is something that he would like us to do in a segment. So maybe we have to work on that. I don't know
1: i'm so down <laughs> honestly already like i'm i'm up for it
0: yeah man i mean i can think of a bunch of 21 pilot stuff we can oh, rip okay. apart some cold play stuff that we can rip apart okay maybe some, some crown ray the Jepson. empire who no Some carly ray Jebson. why why would you rip apart perfect albums that doesn't make any sense
1: <laughs> perfect albums damn
0: masterpieces maybe i think is what they call them i don't know
1: Oh, it's, yeah, it's a, it, that word is thrown around so much. Huh? Who knows anymore?
0: Who knows anymore? But yeah, <laughs> <laughs> we'll see. We'll see. But now, moving on, it's time for Jackson's favorite part of the show: <clears throat> It's Breakdown from the Past. Let's do it.
2: If you think we're going to kiss your ass, it's a good, a good review in your magazine, but well, you're mistaken, my friend. Take a self-righteous poster, wannabe writer, candy ass pencil. Shove it up your ass! Shove it up your ass, you
0: All right, so I'm gonna Deadpool this by saying that off air, Jackson asked me, "Have we done a band already?" Are and you I told him, "Yes." Me? So he is already losing one.
1: You tattletale! <laughs> How shitty is that? I I can't believe you just. I have
0: that. to be honest with the audience, and they have <clears throat> to know why I now get to up the punishment.
1: No. Yeah. No.
0: Yeah, you know what? I even- I will tell you this. Do you know what wouldn't be cheating? Because what you did was cheating. It's just going back to the old episodes and figuring out if we had done them before. I would not hold that against you. Actually, I would applaud you. I would say, Jackson, that's initiative, and I love it. So, that well too done. too much work for me. Well, no, I understand. But that's why you have to be punished for getting wrong answers, because that was the way you wanted the game to go.
1: This is a communist podcast. This the is America, this. baby. Baby. <laughs> <laughs>
0: The hell is this? Go ahead, Jackson. What's your new
1: guess? My new guess, and I know it's a good one, is a band called Saints Never Surrender. Stop thinking. Just say that I'm good. Stop. Just say I'm good.
0: (laughs) Fuck you. (laughs) (laughs) All right, Jackson. Go ahead.
1: Hell yeah. All right. So this band has an EP called Set Our Hearts to Burn. And they had an album in 2006 called Hope for the Best, Prepare for the Worst. And then their most recent album was in 2008. And it was called Brutus, which is a fun name. I don't know why I like that name so much. It's Brutus. Mm -hmm. And, uh, well, I really enjoyed this band, Back in the Day Cafe. And I would like to. What does that mean? (laughs) Back in the Day. Okay. See, now you're catching on. Uh Back in the Day, okay. See, Mm -hmm. you got it.
0: I got it. Mm Mm-hmm.
1: Uh, So yeah, and the song I would like for you to play, Ian, if you don't mind, is This Moment. I enjoyed this band, and I would hope that you do too, and so do all the listeners.
0: I hope so as well. Here we go. You know, I really like that. The only thing is I was waiting for the clean vocals to come in.
1: Yeah, I, I get what you're saying with that. Because you I, could I, tell, it
0: like, right, how it was structured.
1: Yeah, no, you're right about that. It definitely could have used it. I mean, it's, it's good, but it could have used for sure clean vocals. And by the way, I didn't go punk again like you thought I was.
0: Ha ha. That is true. So you like it? <laughs> it's not bad. But let me ask you, are there clean vocals on any of the stuff?
1: No, they do not do clean vocals. Like, they kind of get lighter with Mm -hmm. how they, you know, say, like, scream the word. Do you know what I mean? Sure. Like what some hardcore bands do where they, like, make it more melodic when they scream. But that's about it.
0: All right. Well, they're not a bad band. I was just, the way they structured everything sounded like an old school screamo post-hardcore band. So it just sounded like, where is it? Where is it? So that was the only thing. Gotcha. So my breakdown from the past is the band For All I Am.
1: Oh. Wait, what? (laughs) You can't do that.
0: Yes, I have to. Because I started listening to them again after we talked about it last episode. And I couldn't help myself. We have to talk about them. (laughs) Are you
1: kidding
0: me? No. It's important for people to listen to them to get them to come back. Uh,
1: mm, I like how when I waited a week to announce a band it was an issue you wait a day and it's not an issue i
0: waited a week and this actually means something because this is an actual breakdown from the past this band hasn't had an album out since 2014 so at least it's something different than they just released one five months ago
1: whatever man it's host privilege you get get away with it by the way
0: let's not forget you did go ahead and still did that band you did both bands by the way <laughs> Which was completely wrong because this band still has a hope of getting back together.
1: I also did four today as soon as they broke up too. Yes, you did.
0: <laughs> yeah, so keep on naming all the shitty things you've done.
1: Hey, hey, <laughs> hey easy, easy, easy. Uh, ha, ha, ha. It's host privilege at its finest.
0: No, because people have not listened to these albums. Like, this is not a well known band.
1: Whatever, man.
0: I'm sorry that I'm right. <laughs> <laughs> you. Ian hates music. I'm sorry that I'm right.
1: That's like the second time that you've stopped to outline a sentence on the show in the last 20 minutes.
0: Wait, do you think I was outlining a sentence? No, I'm making up catchphrases.
1: You know what I mean. No, I don't. And no one on the audience knows. How did did you not know what I meant if you literally said, I meant this? So you knew what I was talking about. Because I just
0: need to teach you some things sometimes. That's all.
1: But you were able to teach me. If you didn't know what I was talking about, you wouldn't have been able to teach
0: me right. No one who listens to the show is going to be like, hey... Remember when Ian diagrammed a sentence? Like, that's not a thing. That's the incorrect usage
1: of that statement. Okay, Ian. I didn't know this was grammar class. I thought we were just shooting the shit on our fucking badass podcast with Ian Hates. You know, just my friend. And -hmm. we're just talking. and There's no rules. But you fucking squashed that. So just go.
0: I'm trying to help you in life in general. (laughs) <laughs> all, in all things, in taste in music and taste in movies and, like, everything.
1: Don't act like you care about me.
0: Maybe someday.
1: <gasps>
0: all right. Hurts. The band is For All I Am, and they have two full-length albums, Skinwalker that came out in 2013 and No Home that came out in 2014. They are a post-hardcore, screamo, metalcore, electroniccore band. One of the reasons why I like this band a lot is because there's a huge tone shift between those two albums, where you can say that Skinwalker was a little bit more upbeat. You know, the kind of stuff they were talking about, the tones that they were using were way more upbeat. With No Home, it's a very, very dark album. And I love when a band's able to transition to something like that.
1: Yeah, I agree. And I, and I remember noticing that whenever, you know, the switch between the two albums. They really were a talented band. It really does suck to see them go.
0: It really does. So let's take a listen to Six Souls, which is off of No Home. To get away, the deeper sounds in
2: the to stay The deeper sounds in the I now call my home
1: nice nice
0: yeah man i think their vocalist aria is really fucking talented and i really hope that he's able to either restart for all i am or at least start something else where he's doing vocals in a similar vein because i think that really sucks to have to lose him in the scene because i think these two albums are really great so hopefully people can take a listen
1: yep i completely agree
0: all right that is the end of breakdown from the past so guess what Time to end the show. Let's do it. Yo, yo, do that thing you do.
1: Guys, thank you so much for tuning in every week and listening. Thank you to everyone who reaches out. Every time a new episode comes out and, you know, hits us up on, you know, Facebook, email, Twitter, anything. Thank you guys so much. We really, really do appreciate it. I love you all. And Ian, do what you do best.
0: Yes. I would also like to thank everyone for listening. If you want to support Ian Hates Music, please follow all the links to follow all of our social media and to find all the shows on so many different platforms. Please take the time, if you enjoy the show, to go on iTunes or Stitcher or whatever. Give us a like. Share us with friends. Write a review comment on stuff, get in touch with us, whatever it happens to be. It really does help the show. And I have a few announcements here. I told you that I would have a lot of Ian Hates Music Conversation editions to go over. And I am true to my word. The first one came out on Monday. It's with returning friend of the show, Lauren Babick. We talk about Red Handed Denial. We talk about Crazy 88, Cole Roland covers, everything that's going on in her life. We even do a track-by-track concept talk from Wanderer in 2016. Most of you already know, Lauren is one of my favorite vocalists, and Wanderer was one of my favorite releases of 2016. Go ahead and check that out. It's free, and it's everywhere. Very nice. Well said. Then I have two more conversations that I just have to work on. The first is another returning friend of the show. This time... It's Mr. Johnny Frank, X-Attack Attack, Bill Murray, The March Ahead, Chair, everything he's doing, Johnny Frank Productions. You probably remember the first conversation we had. It was a lot of fun. I can tell you this one is completely different. It's still fun, but it is completely different than probably almost any other conversation edition we've ever done.
1: Nice. Can't wait to hear it.
0: And then the last announcement for now because there are some other conversations coming up that I just can't announce, but I can announce this one. The next one coming out will be a Mr. Dorian Cook of the band Broadside.
1: Nice.
0: We get to talk about everything going on with Paradise and you know touring and what they go through as a band. Dorian is the guitarist and backup vocalist. So it's a very interesting conversation. I will have that out as soon as I can.
1: Isn't he just awesome, everybody? Look at him go.
0: You know what, Jackson? That's all I've been waiting for. (laughs) That's all I needed. You got it. (laughs) So, yes, there's a lot of great stuff coming out there for you. And really, I joke, it's not about me. It's about talking to these awesome bands and getting you guys a bunch of information, whether it's about their bands or what their personality is like, their methods, whatever it happens to be. That's why I love doing these, and I hope you love them as well. I'm with you. So, Jackson, I think that's good for right now. Do you have any final words for everyone?
1: I love everybody.
0: And I will leave you the way I always do, long days and pleasant nights. Thanks, everyone.
2: So goodbye to you. so we'll-